Welcome to the Red Rain podcast. I am your host, Walter Mitchell from Revenge of the Birds. This is for Cardinal fans, local, national, global. <laughs> and uh, this is my opening uh, episode. So I'm excited to get this started on Anchor by Spotify, which is a great um, venue. And um, what I plan to do is have a number of guests over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, today I'm riding solo just to get this thing started. And the times that I ride solo, I, I like to, I'm going to focus on three thoughts of the day uh, for car, for myself, for Cardinal fans. See what you have to say about it. Please chime in in the comments section. And let's get a great discussion going. That's that's the whole fun of this. Is uh, you know, I have my thoughts. You have your thoughts. Let's see how we can evolve together um, and embrace the 2021 version of our Arizona Cardinals. My number one thought today is: a number of people are saying, "Oh, what a tough challenge the Cardinals are going to have in Tennessee Week One." And that is no doubt. I mean, and they're saying, you know, it's going to be tough to stop Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, the now um, prolific wide receiver tandem of A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. So, but my counter to that is, well, let's not forget that the Titans are going to have to defend Kyler Murray, the thunder and lightning combo of Chase Edmonds and James Conner the wide receiver combo of uh, DeAndre Hopkins and our version of Julio, which is A.J. Green. Uh, and if you watch the tape of both of them last year, there's some similarities, I think, that jump out uh, the physical aspects of their games. They're probably half a step slower than they used to be, but they, um, they both have a, a knack for making big plays, particularly on the ball downfield. So I'm uh, pretty excited about that. And let's not forget that you know, the Cardinals are going to be a tough opponent. And I like the fact that on a nice little flip of uh, free agents that the Cardinals have Malcolm Butler on their side in this contest, uh, who comes from the Titans from last year and had his best season, um, arguably, as a pro. So that's that's my first thought. Second thought is, I've been saying this and writing this for many years now um, as a blogger and as a feature writer, ROTV. Um, it has been my dream, my ultimate dream as a Cardinals fan, to see a defense where all 11 players are fully committed and all in to tackling. And I listened to Vance Joseph's press conference yesterday, and he emphasized the tackling part of uh, this year's focus. And uh, that that was very, very exciting to me. I feel like tackling is is something that's contagious and and, um, and so 
such a vital part of the game that that you know it, and it's essential that everyone be on the same page when it comes to tackling and helping and facing down plays and playing to the whistle and, and tackling fundamentally um not reaching up high for guys I and mean, if you can reach up high for Derrick Henry forget about it um going into that game you're going to need we're going to need to get into his legs we're going to need to tackle fundamentally with a head, head up, drive through, and look at Buda Baker. Buda Baker um, is can put on a clinic, tackling clinic. Um, he gets there quickly and fast, and and drives through the player. Doesn't stop on contact, and that's what you want. And notice where Buda targets. He wasn't tackling George Kittle up high. He was tackling him down in his shins and sometimes ankles. And that's where that's where bigger receivers and running backs are most vulnerable. So you want to take them down uh, under the knees. You know, that's a preferred target. But you have to come through and drive through and wrap uh, with your head up as much as possible to do it safely. So, um, but I'm so excited about the defense this year because we have on at every position, people who are very physical, much more physical than we've been used to. And the addition of JJ Watt is so exciting. Uh, he himself is going to make everyone around him better. And then you know, I love the interior guys who are coming along, the young young players we have there. Zach Allen, who is a, a J.J. Watt Jr. type of player, uh, maybe not quite as explosive or as, 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 uh, as ripped as Watt just yet, but, uh, but similar playing style of, and, and smarts and football IQ, knowing when to jump up and deflect balls when uh, when the quarterback's teeing it up, things like that. And the way that Zach Allen uh, emerged as a playmaker down the stretch last year, the 11-12 tackle game he had against the Eagles, that was awesome and pretty exciting to have him in there. And I know that Rashard Lawrence is, is uh, looking to be like the Cardinals' next really good nose tackle. And Lecky Foto as well is going to be in that rotation. And then you have Jordan Phillips, who with Marcus Golden will be vital parts of our um, our uh, pass rush on passing downs. That's going to be very exciting. So, uh, but this is going to be a much more physical defense. I think a much more cohesive defense. And I love the fact that that uh, Vance Joseph said that. And when he had um, when he had the great young linebackers in San Francisco, he just simplified things and let them be athletes and play fast. You know, know your gap, but then react to the ball and go and make plays. And uh, he intends to do that with Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, and I think that is so smart. Uh, you know, you don't want to overburden them with too much of the mental. You just want let them be instinctive. And give them the autonomy to go run and make plays and be the athletes that they are. And I think that that's that that is a, a really smart way to approach this. Uh, 
from Vance Joseph. And I love the way he talked about the secondary. He loves the way Malcolm Butler comes up and forces the run and makes tackles. I mean, Butler had a ton of tackles last year. We needed that. And plus, he's, he's a, a very good physical cover corner in this league. So that takes care of one end. Uh, Vance continues to rave about Robert Alford, and I think he's right. When I watched Alford play in the Super Bowl against Julian Edelman, if you want to treat yourself to uh, outstanding, um, aggressive uh, slot corner play, and Alford can play outside and inside, uh, go and watch that game. What? Just watch the first half. I mean, he limited. He limited. Uh, Edelman in that game to five catches on 13 targets. I mean, with Tom Brady at quarterback, that's that's unheard of. And uh, he battled Edelman so well. And, and Vance said, and he's right, that that Alfred's injuries the last couple of years, you know, just kind of freakish injuries. They're the kind of injuries that he can bounce back from. Um, and have a really good season this year if he can remain healthy. So that's exciting, and you really want to pull for a guy like that who who um, has stuck with the Cardinals, and they've stuck with him. Um, he's had a unfortunate luck the last two years, and I think year three could be the charm for him and for the team. And then uh, Darquez Denard, who, who – who, uh, we just acquired Vance is really high on. He, he coached him in Cincinnati and likes his physical aspects of the play. Again, was was uh, emphasizing how good a tackler Denard is and 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 solid, tenacious cover man. And he loves Marco Wilson and Tay Gowan. Uh, Wilson said he says his football IQ is off the charts, and and uh, they've been wowed by his, his mental capacities for understanding the, their system. And then take Allen, he loves as a press corner. Um, so that, and then, then, but most of all, which was so exciting to hear him say, was that Vance Joseph believes that Byron Murphy is, is the bell cow of this group now and ready to emerge as a star, star corner, inside, outside, wherever you want to put him. In this defense, he said that um, the growth that he's seen in Murphy has been outstanding, and, and he's very excited to see Murphy take his game to that next level. So it's very, very exciting. I think the Cardinals have the capacity to have one of the best pass rushes in the league. I think you know with Chandler Jones on one side, Watt on the other, Golden. Phillips and Zach Allen and not even mentioned yet Dennis Gardeck, who of all of them could be the most just thoroughly dynamic off the edge, as we saw last year, or even inside the way he played against the Jets and made big havoc um, or the, the excuse me, against the Giants when when Moretta uh, was out of midfield day. Uh, they put Gardick inside in that inside rush position. Gardick was was um, making plays and had a huge sack inside as well. So um, it's very exciting. And I, 
it'll be a dream come true to watch a higher level of physicality and a greater cohesion and emphasis and an all-in approach on doing all the little things. And tackling is not a little thing. If you can block and tackle in this league, you're going to win. And um, I think the Cardinals have made great inroads on both this offseason. So that was point two. And point three for me was something I wrote about yesterday. Uh, it's, I've, I see a detectable change in the Cardinals' modus operandi in how they're evaluating their personnel. And I think it's noteworthy because, you know, it's, it, it is tough. It's tough when you really like players personally and you're attached to them to evaluate them and hold them to the highest standards. In football, you really have to do that. And the Cardinals have kind of kind of been in and out on, on holding players to, to certain levels of accountability. And they've, they've allowed players to kind of dictate to them what they're interested in doing and what they're not interested in doing. This year, I don't. I think that they've they took a hard look at that in the off season. They thought, you know, we really need to change this. We need to, we need a, a higher level of accountability. We need to get more physical in all aspects of our play, and we need to get players who are who are um, committed to doing their jobs, all aspects of their jobs, not just just a few or the ones they want to do best. So. That's made itself manifest in the kind of signings they made, the kind of decisions they made not to sign certain players. Uh, and I made a list of all the players the Cardinals signed this offseason, and I, I asked, what do they all have in common? And I kind of left it up to the readers. But in a way, in my own mind, it was kind of a rhetorical question because as I looked down that list with the Cardinals' priorities this year, which, which Steve Kime has said repeatedly and has made the words and the music match to is one, we want to redefine the veteran leadership on the team. He certainly, they certainly have done that by adding JJ Watt, who's I think consummate leader of a football team, if you ever, and a community on top of it. So, I mean, that signing in itself was, was enormous. And then, on the other side of the ball, being able to trade for a guy like Rodney Hudson, who's going to be in the anchor of, of the offense and um, and a real bell cow uh, leader up front. We haven't had at the center position maybe since Lyle Senline, um, which was years ago. Uh, and Senline wasn't as physically gifted, certainly, as Hudson but he certainly was tenacious. Um, so that's very exciting in itself that they're, they've made this commitment to the leadership of the team and redefining what that looks like. Because as we know, um, you know, we had some captains on the team last year, really great guys, but you know, when you look at the quality of their play week to week, it was lacking. And and you want more. Steve Kime even said after 
the Cardinals were two and two after losing their, you know, to, at Carolina and at home to the to the uh, Lions was, you know, we're he said our stars have to start playing like stars, and if you have to call out your stars to be ready to play and to come and play, that's an issue. And I I know that's stuck in Steve Kimes' craw and it's stuck in Michael Bidwell's craw, and they've really made this a a, a focus of this offseason is changing the, what the leadership looks like on the team. And, you know, that pretty much started too, when they promoted Buda Baker to captain last year, which was a glaring omission in the first place. Uh, and I had said so at the time, ROTB, it was like, you're naming captains and Buddha's not one of them. I mean, what? Are you serious? And um, because leadership starts with how you play on the field. And Buda Baker's uh, the most tenacious player on that defense, uh, play in and play out. He's, he's a savior, actually. So, and we, we're just very privileged to have him in, in the back end there. So, but, and part two of Steve Kimes, uh and Michael Bidwell's focus this offseason was making the team more physical. So when I went, went through the list of the players the Cardinals have signed, uh, it was pretty obvious to me. You look, look at the players they drafted. The common denominator of all the players they signed and re-signed, if you notice, they re-signed their, you know, their key uh ballers on special teams on defense on offense you know there was a quotient to this and sort of a coefficient and what they all had in common which i tried to ask rhetorically is these these guys all are physical players even rondale moore he's probably the most physical wide receiver slot wide receiver in the in the draft um and the most explosive I mean, that's a guy who doesn't go down on first contact. And he relishes the physical aspects of the game, and he trains for it. He's a guy that, you know, uh, squats 600 easily. Uh, and if you look at his lower body, I mean, he has sculpted. Uh, and is, he's, he is a strong, strong on his feet and can, can make people miss like you wouldn't believe. You know, the two corners, Wilson and Gallon, physical players. Zayvon Collins, boy, it's so exciting uh, to have him join Isaiah Simmons. Uh, Vance Joseph said of Zayvon Collins, and I, I loved what he said about this. He goes, look, you know, he's going to make more great plays than he makes mistakes. And as a rookie, that's that's, you know, all you can ask for. And I, I think that that's absolutely true, particularly when they're going to let him play free and 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 let him run to the ball, um, and with Simmons too. So, um, but this is where the Cardinals are getting get, getting better, and they needed to get better. Because if you notice, we in past years we've had trouble with teams that were more physical, like the Panthers. Every time we play them, we, we've had problems. 
like the 49ers who put a physical pasting on us in, in week 16. Um, that was difficult to watch. Uh, but 49ers are a physical team, and we have to, you know, our whole division, the Rams, uh, haven't beaten the Rams since Sean McVay arrived. And we're really now starting to narrow the gap a little bit because we, the scores are a little bit more competitive. Um, whereas in years past, the Rams were games were over by halftime. Um, though noticing this as a priority was so important for the Cardinals if they were going to make make a push towards reclaiming an NFC West title and making the playoffs and uh, being a Super Bowl contender. So that's very exciting, and I I think that that's an exciting change. It's I know. The Cardinals have been on the cusp of trying to do that, but they've invested in some of the wrong people uh, and in the past. And I think now they're redefining themselves, the kind of um, physicality they're looking for, the kind of commitment to the game, commitment to teammates, uh, the kind of leadership value that they see and want to see in players. And that's going to dictate whether they want to hold on to players or not or sign free agents who fit that bill. So that's in a really exciting change um, to see from the Cardinals is, you know, in past years, they've gotten some, you know, they get sentimental sometimes with local favorites and this and that. And, um, and it, it's cost them a little bit. And I think they understand that. So that's something to be exciting about, excited about. I know that, uh, this time of year, everybody's excited, but I think the Cardinals are trending upward, and I think that they um, are making really smart moves. And I'll tell you this: I think this will be the most physical Cardinal team you've seen in a long time, and I think the most competitive in a long time, consistently competitive. And I'll end the portion with this: is that what I looked at the games last year, looked at took a close look with the exception of the Carolina game that got away from the Cardinals on the road early in the season last year. Um, and by the way, Buda Baker wasn't playing in that game, which is a big absence. And we know we, we had his replacements really struggled. So, um, and not to make excuses, the Cardinals should have played better in that game and they didn't. But again, they're playing a physical team and they just didn't stand up to it and, and play well. But aside from that, and maybe if you want to count uh, the week 17 loss at the Rams, which actually when Ky Kyler came back in, there's still a chance in the fourth quarter Cardinals could pull that out. They were they were close enough. Uh, the score was close enough. Um, so there still was a chance in the fourth quarter. but. It hasn't been since 2015 that the Cardinals were pretty much in every game and playing competitively. As much as they, you know, shot themselves in the foot with the penalties and missed field goals, and you know, we 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 saw all that and frustrated by it, and they they missed some great chances to win close games. But um, the good news is when you're knocking on the door and you're competitive as as frequently as the Cardinals were, 
That means the coaches and the players were doing a lot of things right, probably better than we want to give them or they've, they've been given credit for. And they were doing a lot of things right to, to do that, to show up, to be competitive, to be right there um, in the fourth quarter. And some of those losses were incredibly frustrating. And one was in, incredibly exhilarating with the Hale Murray um, and the Holy Hopkins. Uh, that was what a treat. But, but that just goes to show you if you're in the games, anything can happen. And as I think this, as Cliff Kingsbury keeps maturing as an NFL head coach, and as our quarterback, Kyler Murray, keeps maturing as an NFL quarterback, uh, and the and the team as a whole gets more physical and more disciplined, as we know we need, um, then we're going to see Cardinals prevail in the kind of close games that they 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 lost last year. So they keep knocking on the door. Good things are going to happen. It's for the teams that don't show up every other week, as some Cardinal teams used to do. Um, we you only go back a few couple years to to remember that, and um, that hopefully those are days of the past. And uh, love what the Cardinals are doing to try to address the things they need to change, and they've obviously looked in the taking a good close look at the things that have been holding them back. And I love the direction they're taking. It's okay as a, my mentor, my coaching mentor, Miles Hubbard always used to say, and I love this about him. There's nothing wrong with getting a little excited. So there you go. There's my uh, opening uh, podcast on the Red Rain podcast. Let's let it rain tears of joy this year, like the confetti that fell on on our pal Adrian Wilson when when presented the Hallis Trophy the last time that we could rejoice in something uh, really amazing from our Cardinals. Hopefully, we'll have a treat like that in store for us um, many many times ahead. All right, thank you all for listening, and please offer your feedback. Um, and uh, and your thoughts, and we'll get a discussion going in the thread. Thanks a lot, and have a have a great weekend. Take care.